Today on the news and why it matters, President Trump floats a possible payroll tax cut uh, amid coronavirus impact Yay. in America. You can see how the table feels about that already. Spoiler alert. Also, Joe Biden gets into a shouting match with potential voters over guns. Yeah, that went really well. We'll show it to you. We've got a lot coming up and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. Today joined, I mean, I don't mean to brag or anything, but I kind of have an all-star panel Steph. with me today. It's the Ebola yep. 3. <laughs> it, is. it is. We've got Glenn Beck, yeah. Gear, and Jason Buttrell. Yeah. The boys are back in town uh, and obviously very prepared to talk doom and gloom, coronavirus, yeah. and how Mainly we're all going Mainly because we're the only ones left in the building. <laughs> <laughs> we live here now. Yeah. Well, and now that we're all around Stu... That it won't last because no, won't Stu last. was at CPAC. I definitely have. Sorry. I have not only COVID-19, but COVID-20. <laughs> I, I did hear you Stu coughing. Is, you know, we, wanna, we have a new nickname for him. Patient Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Usually it's just, they just call me Zero. zero. Which is, uh, <laughs> is Are you like, so the patient is yeah. an improvement on your name. Uh, all right, a lot to get into. Let's start with President Trump, who uh, announced yesterday that his administration will meet with members of Congress to discuss a number of economic relief measures uh, aimed at assisting business and wage earners uh, with the fears of the coronavirus impact, including a payroll tax cut to provide what he says very substantial relief to businesses. If he does a payroll tax not not cut, Mm -hmm. just get rid yeah. of it. Why do we even need the cut? Why do we need mm-hmm. it? Just get rid of it. Do it for three months. Do it for three months. I guarantee you, we never go back. This is something Ronald Reagan said when he was in office, and it was true. He used to talk about how evil this tax is. And if you could get rid of the payroll tax, people would start paying attention to taxes, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't spend like they're spending. This was done intentionally by Roosevelt to hide everything so you never saw it. Um, and uh, if if Donald Trump does this, he is greater than Ronald Reagan. I mean, that is something that even Reagan couldn't get done. He talked about it, but he couldn't get it done. I don't have, I have no idea if he could get this done, but what an impact that would make. That's Coolidge territory. I mean, especially at a time where you're talking about the other side who's proposing what Bernie Sanders just went on a town hall and said, what, 52 percent? Uh, tax rate for people, so especially at that time. In in today's global economy, where I could go, and I wouldn't, but I could go to some other country, and I could broadcast, I could do everything now because it's global, I could do everything. You're telling me the government has done more for my life than I have? (laughs) That I've only I've only put in forty eight percent of what I what I get. They've done fifty two percent. Not in a million years. You will see people move out of this country like crazy. Oh, it's already happened before. There's a precedent for this, and there was twelve nations in the EU that did this already, and pretty much every single one of them, with I think with except three or four of them, said screw that. This is ridiculous. Including Scandinavia, yeah. Denmark, Sweden, the people he idolizes, they they got rid France of it. Did this just five years ago or ten years ago, where they said seventy percent on the rich because they're too rich. They all moved. Yeah. They all meaning forty two thousand. I remember this number very specifically: yeah. forty two thousand millionaires moved. 
Um, uh, this is what I'm going to be talking about on Stu Does America tonight oh, in the opening monologue. I love that uh, show. Everyone do you know Stu? To. Thank you very much. Yes, I, I do. Love he's him. I he's watch really him cool. Every day. He's really cool. You can subscribe him? him for free on podcasts Strong. and YouTube, by the way. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there if you happen to be uh, watching this show. Maybe mm. go over there as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Glenn, you point out a great, a great illustration of how effective this is. Mm. Uh, 52% was the number that Bernie Sanders has been throwing around. But we all know that's false because what he's excluding from that is the payroll tax, which is 12.4 additional percent that no one ever notices. Instead of 52, it's 64. Um, And this is it's hidden on the side and it's separated because it gives you this sort of like uh, feeling. It's a feeling that you're I'm contributing into this little fund and it's sitting over there and I should I deserve it. He very specifically called it not a tax, but a contribution. Mm -hmm. Um, This was designed by FDR to make people believe they were paying into something that we could all. It was basically an investment plan. You know, Um, of course, you don't get forced into investments plans. That's not how they work. This is a tax and it sits over there. uh, People don't even notice it and no one fights it. And in addition to that, it makes our other taxes look lower. You're like, why are we going to fight? Ah, it's only 29%. Well, no, it's 41%. Every time you got to add on 12% there because 6% shows up in your paycheck. The other 6% is paid for by your employer. Well, that's, they're not like, that, that's on you. You're paying that one as well. And it is just a giant scam to keep one of the biggest government programs and the biggest causes of our debt sitting around here for decades to come. So here's the problem. Here's why it won't accelerate the economy. I'm a business owner. I've paid all of your salary. I've written all those checks for all many, many years. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. (laughs) And I wrote the 6%. Here's what will happen. If Donald Trump cuts this and says it's a three-month tax holiday, you know what I do with that 6%? I hold on to it. I do not hire more people. I don't do anything. I hold on to it. That's not what the economy needs. He needs people to spend. Now, the 6% coming to the employees, they'll go, this is great. And they'll go out and spend it because they'll, they'll they haven't seen that before. They'll go out and spend the you know yeah. the, the full twelve, uh, and and so that will help. But for the employers, it won't help us. If you said, you know what, it's too much, six percent, three for you, three for you, for the rest for for the next five years, then I'd invest that money back in the business. Mm-hmm. Three months is not enough to do anything except help me get through what possibly is going to be coming my way, which is what they say, but I'm greedy. I'd like more <laughs> Yeah, when right. it comes to the taxes. Right. The, the only thing that I, to, to find anything negative on this at all, like that's great. That's perfect. Oh, here we go. Although, yeah, okay. here we go. Thanks a lot, Jason. Do my go thing. Ahead. Now, the only thing, the only, except for tax cuts, I like tax cuts response to anybody else, but the, if they don't also include any kind of spending, that always makes me worried in the GOP, especially because no one's talking about decreasing spending. The GOP spending. doesn't care about that. They'll talk about tax cuts, but not decreasing. Yeah, nobody is. No. Um, but also what was accompanied with this news of the payroll tax cut was also bailouts to that's the hotel what I was industry. To the cruise about. industry, to airlines. Mm-hmm. See, that is bullcrap. That we what's cannot do happen. Yes. I, I'm telling you, that's what's going to happen. The government will never go for the payroll tax because we all did this when we were kids, and we got our first paycheck, and we negotiated our first salary. Okay, I don't care if it was you know two thousand dollars a year or two hundred thousand dollars a year. When you first had to negotiate your salary, and you were like, I'm making. $35,000 a year, and you got your paycheck, and you went, that doesn't work out to 35000 Every single person in their 20s, whenever, whenever that paycheck comes in, they all say the same thing. 
the government is out of control. And then they go numb. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're 25 or 30, you've forgotten all about it and they got you. That's why they'll never do this. Because the minute people get their paycheck, they remember how they felt when they first got the paycheck and went, Oh my gosh, you will never give that money back. Well, my, it was funny on this is my daughter. She got I wouldn't I wasn't going to pay for her insurance and all that stuff this year. So I said, "You have to go to work." And she's like, "Dad, my other friends aren't having to work." Well, you have to. So she works for Chick-fil-A. Um, she makes all of her own money and she when she first got her paycheck, she did exactly what you described. I always do. And she was always talking about, "Yeah, all my friends are voting for Bernie Sanders, free this, free that, all this stuff." And she didn't really know what she was she was kind of on the fence. And then she's like, well, what do I do about this? And I was like, well, there, this is your first lesson. Conservative. <laughs> Shockingly, <laughs> she learned it her own. Uh, the friend that uh, is working has a different opinion than the friends that aren't working. <laughs> right, I wonder exactly. how that The NFL <laughs> is the greatest source of new conservatives. The NFL, <laughs> NBA, these yeah. people who grew up on the streets, they didn't grow up with anything, they make it, they make it big, and then they see the government taking half, and they're like, I don't think so. <laughs> and all of them become conservatives. Yeah. And they all want jobs in Florida and places like Texas. Yeah. Which is very Strangely, strange. Strangely, isn't it? Uh, yeah, even the ones who don't, even the ones who are like, I'm still for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> really? Why you, why you want to live in Florida? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of coronavirus, there are headlines all over the Internet that are saying that the CDC says Americans over 60 should stay home and stock up on supplies, avoid crowds, just become hermits for right now. All Americans over 60 is how I'm reading it. Yeah. So may I say that I have some of the best researchers and writers, right? Oh, J- yeah, Justin oh, yeah. works for me in L.A. He's on par with this guy as a researcher. Sorry. <laughs> thorough, 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 thorough. Mm. I'm going through it today. I'm reading it, and Stu says, and he's, because he, this is his job as executive producer of my radio program, he's always looking up exactly what I'm talking yeah. about. I got it from the, well, Justin got it from the Washington Post, and everybody else got the same thing. They all wrote the same thing. And he said to me on the air, you're reading the Washington Post. Is this Washington New Post? York Post? Or New York Post? Mm. And I look, I look up at the deal, I'm, yeah, and I'm, I'm going, it happened to us. It happened to us. This is so insidious. Go. Yeah. I mean, like, look at this headline. CDC urges elderly to stock up on food, stay home amid coronavirus fears. Well, that just says, and it was written all over the Internet of basically if you're over 60, don't leave your house. It's time to stay inside no matter what. Which is a huge deal. A huge <laughs> deal. And I couldn't, I couldn't understand why it wasn't a bigger deal, um, especially because I have relatives over 60 who are, you know, tra- making decisions about travel and all that these old? things. And so uh, I looked into it more and I I went to the CDC website, the one that every one of these stories is referring to, and they say something totally different. They say during a COVID-19 outbreak in your community, an outbreak in your community, stay home as much as possible and Mm -hmm. further reduce your risk of being exposed. It goes on to say that outbreak is specifically defined as a large number of cases is suddenly appearing. Oh, listen to this. So, like, it's listen it's not everyone needs to do it right now. It's only if everything if, if only if those members who only those people who define themselves as not members of the global community. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. If, you, if that's you, then you better stay inside forever. Wait, so do we get paid time off of work if we consider ourselves global community members? Uh, no, if you consider yourself global community members. Never again do you get paid for me. Uh, but that's a different story. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts on that? It's pretty, as Glenn said, insidious of the media to uh, the disinformation? induce the panic. Well, yeah. No, I've seen it 
also with, uh, I mean, with two big stories we've seen the media disinformation on. We just got finished with the Ukraine stuff with Biden. We pointed a lot of that out, and it's absolutely insane. And, and it's just like the same thing. The media is all kind of taking one narrative and running with it. Um, with the coronavirus stuff, it's actually really hard. It's very hard because there's so much disinformation out there. And I don't even think a lot of them are doing it on purpose. Uh, one case in point. We, I'm serious. I, don't, I really I don't. don't. I don't uh, yeah. I've been around the upper echelons. Mm. They're morons. They are. <laughs> yeah. They are. They were, they're overeducated. Yeah. They bought their own stuff. Oh, I learned that in school. It's been 30 years since they've cracked a textbook or had a curious an honest, curious question about anything, they're morons. They're just intellectually dead inside. Yeah. Some, well, some of them, too, well, with this headline in particular, it, it, you can word it in a way where it's uh, it's technically true, but not really. Well, said, it, it, but I, Michael Malice says it. It's, it's factual, but not true. I, mm. said, I said to Stu today, what's the difference between if you're on the moon, you need to wear a spacesuit? It's the same thing. As long as I'm printing, you should wear a spacesuit. Right. <laughs> you left out if you're, you're on, on the moon. moon. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a kind of a big deal there. A good example of that was we were looking at this one story that talked about how there was those whatever the the, the chemicals in the air was when they were burning bodies in the Wuhan yeah, province. Yeah. So it, it looked really really bad when you looked at the graphic. But when you further looked into it further, the gra- so that's how it was reported on in mass. Everyone. Yeah, it was like organic uh, yeah, materials matter. being burned. Yeah. It was like they're burning the bodies. They're at burning the bodies. Crazy ray yeah. and it's. It's toxic at this level. Well, if you've read fully into the study, which was way down into it, the final image and the final uh, figures were a projection. So if they stay at this level at a certain period of time, this is how bad it's going to be. Mm. Mm. But everyone, no one reported on that last little bit. They took the final conclusion and reported that as if that's how it is right now. Mm. And like I said, I don't think they're doing that on purpose. Some of it is a bad telephone game, mm. but not when you get to the level. The New York Times, Washington Post, I mean... You know, it was a mistake on my part, yeah. but we caught it as I was saying it. There's no, ed- that's what an editor is for, mm. is to look at before it goes to print. In my case, it's an executive producer. Before it's written in stone, wait a minute, can you give me that check again? And that, that role is supposed to be not somebody who's saying, you know, hey, JT, quick, go run and grab your microphone and go out there and get that. He's somebody who says, did you ask this question? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. That's right? That's correct? The editors should be pushing you. The editors aren't pushing. They want the headline. I think, too, like there's different roles for people in the media, right? This is a show that does analysis of the news. We, you know, we get the news. We say why we think it matters, right? If you can't trust the news, it's not our job to go fact check every one of the stories by the New York Times. We can't go interview all the people that they they interviewed. We're doing analysis here. They need to get those things right. It's their job to get that right. And, and you could see a lot of those things were just put up there as they were clickbaity. Like you could say, ah, oh, well, I guess you could kind of, if you go with some of the wording, maybe you could say what they said was actually technically accurate. Um, the, the New York Post really was even beyond that. But some of them just phrased it in a way that you you would think. Oh, I have to say inside if I'm over 60. But when you read the article down at the very end, they kind of explain a little bit more detail. That's that's just as bad. You have to be able to give uh, honest, factual information without just trying to go for clicks. And, that, you know, this is what happens with Trump all the time. You know, you, you, they, they want those rage clicks against Donald Trump, so they'll make it look as bad as humanly possible. Oh, Donald Trump says he's, he's managing coronavirus based on a hunch. Well, he did say the word hunch, but when you read what he said in context, it meant something totally different, and he was totally right on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Next, Bernie Sanders suggests he would not 
have shut down the borders, would not have shut down travel uh, to the U.S. amid the coronavirus <laughs> outbreak. And then after that, Glenn's head is going to explode. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Rough Greens, which, Glenn, I know your dog was a really picky eater, would not no, eat. No, not just a picky he eater. Just wouldn't eat. He would not eat. He did not like to eat. And it became so frustrating for the family because you, you remember this, Jason. You'd have to stand there, and if you moved, he'd look up at you, and then he'd lose interest in eating. So he starts to eat, freeze, and you just stand there. That doesn't make you want to pull your hair out. Oh, it was agonizing. <laughs> this, we, I mean, we just reached the end of the rope on this Christmas over the holidays. Uh, we were we were sitting there, and we had to assign somebody every day. It's your turn to feed him. <laughs> no, I don't. Please, not all day. Please, can I just do breakfast? Nope, you got to do dinner too. <laughs> It's your turn. Oh, and it's now I love feeding him. I, I, I'm disappointed when I come home and I can't feed him. <laughs> Seriously, because he is so happy. He is so excited about it. And and he has completely changed. This is not a dog food. This is a supplement. It got, has everything in it you're supposed to give your dog. All the, you know, probiotics and all that stuff. And he loves it. And I will tell you, it was enough for me to continue to buy it because he loved it mm -hmm. and it made his life joyous. The difference I've seen in him, and I m mean it, I, I would not be, and I think you can tell I'm sincere about yeah. this. I, he is different. He's healthier. It's crazy. I've been feeding him maybe a month, maybe. And he, Tanya and I talk about it almost every day. He's not the same dog. Yeah. It's great. Take the Rough Greens 14-day Jumpstart Challenge today for $14.95. That's it. And you will see the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. If you want to see your dog thrive again, just like Glenn described, go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That is R-U-F-F greens.com slash blaze. Bernie Sanders was on Fox News last night. He held a little town hall, which I guess good for him for going on Fox News, which they consider to be the enemy of the Democrat Party. Uh, he did go on Fox News and they did give him, you know, a fair time, I think. Uh, but he said to Brett Bayer and Martha McCallum last night on this town hall that uh, he would not close the United States borders uh, to protect Americans from becoming infected with the coronavirus because xenophobia or something. Watch. If you had to, would you close down the borders? You had to. Mm -hmm. No. I mean, what you don't want to do right now, we have a president who has uh, propagated uh, xenophobic uh, anti-immigrant sentiment from before he was elected. I, it's leaving me speechless. I can't, I, you would not shut down the borders if you had to because of a serious outbreak. Xenophobia. Yeah. <laughs> when did he change so radically? Because he's always been a radical, but never about this. In fact, just a few years ago, maybe he's in a few during months ago. Campaign, for, during this campaign, he said. When he changed. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. That I'm was when he actually he was said that. still saying that he, like, he didn't think we should let everyone in. Yeah. 
he was still, still saying that. And he was very upfront about it. He was like, to do the things that I want to do, I cannot have all these people coming in. How are you going to pay for it? That was really kind of what separated him from the rest of the party. On Well, because they all believe in the same thing. He just wants it right now versus a gradual take forever and get it. But he's been the one detractor on immigration. Except now. Do you think that he really has changed, though? Or do you no, think it's think just the optics of he knows he's not allowed to say that right now in the Democrat Party? No, I think he is an international socialist. There's a national socialist, Nazis, and international socialist, communists. He is an international socialist. Workers of the world unite. Mm-hmm. So you can't be uh, an international socialist and not be for open borders at some point. You have to be for the world workers. There are the oppressed all over the world that America is oppressing. So I don't think, I think he was lying then? Then. Then. I think he's telling the truth of where he really is now. He's being loyal to his true communist base. I think he was actually being pragmatic then, if yes. your theory is correct, because he knows the numbers. Yeah. He's like, this is not doable. At some point, you've got to say enough is enough if you want to provide for the people in your country. But now that's just not popular. Yeah. He can't, you know. And we're looking at co- these communist movements happening all over the world. All over the world. It's not just Bernie Sanders. It's international workers of the world unite. He tries to uh, manipulate. You can see the calculation going on, right, when he gets yeah. the question. Because he basically tries to ignore the fact that he said you had to. Like, if you had to close the borders right. for this. And he just says, well, we have a president right now who does all these xenophobic things. Well, that, what does that have to do with anything? We're talking about in, a, in an emergency situation. Um, he is at the point, though, and he should realize this if he wants to win this campaign. There's not really a need for him to be woke anymore. He's already the guy on the left. There's only two people left, I mean, uh, with all reverence to Tulsi, who, for whatever reason, they won't vote for. Um, but, like, you know, with, uh, with Biden, he doesn't need to move any further to the left. He doesn't need to guard his Elizabeth Warren um, side anymore. He just needs to won't. just go. You know, if, you know, he was Bernie Sanders has, has had times where he was reasonable-ish on guns. And, like, you, you know, he says he's, he's changed with, on that. He's worked with Mike Lee. Yeah, I mean, he's 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 had decent ratings from the NRA going back a long ways. You know, he's, from, he's from Vermont. Um, but, you know, that sort of stuff would actually help him right now because the only people he has to win over are people who are in the middle who are saying, gosh, I can't deal with a socialist. When you're saying, I mean, you don't need to be a socialist to say, I'm going to close uh, close down the border if an outbreak is happening and, like, we're having an infection. Like that That's not a right-wing position. That's an obvious common-sense position. And it's not even, it's, 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 it is not a Democrat position to be against closing the borders. It makes total sense. Mm-hmm. If, if there is a problem and, and you are under attack by a virus, the virus didn't come from Mexico. The virus came from China and bats or not bats or whatever. It didn't come from a white man's secret lab. I know that. Um, and you have a problem coming across. Everyone... Everyone would say, of course, close the border. If we were riddled with the Black Plague and we were crossing the border to get away from it in Mexico, Mexico would close their borders to America. It, mm-hmm. is only, it only makes sense. That's what every country does. Yeah. Uh, so I brought to the table, I was going to talk to you guys about the DNC 
who said they have no plans to scrap their upcoming, I think it's Sunday, they have a Sunday debate between Sanders and Biden. They said, even though there's this coronavirus outbreak and even though we have, uh, you know, demonized President Trump for not canceling his rallies. Now, that's, now that was proof that Donald Trump doesn't care about his supporters. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Proof. It's proof positive he doesn't care about his supporters. Although the DNC apparently doesn't either because they said they're not going to scrap their debate either. But, Stu, you just said off air during the break that there is one uh, particular candidate who has decided to, what, cancel his yeah. event? Bernie Sanders is the first presidential candidate to cancel an event because of coronavirus. He's not going to be doing his whatever it was, meet and greet today, um, which was a you know relatively large crowd, but not a debate. It was not right. I'm not talking about that. Now, that could... My guess is, we, and we kind of mentioned this off the air, that they will probably do the debate, but I would not be surprised if they get rid of the crowd, um, which is a big change. I mean, you saw this with, with um, Bl- Bloomberg's first b- debate to his second debate. He blatantly hired a bunch of people to go in there and cheer really loud for everything that he said. And it went, came off a lot better. If you have supporters in an audience that are cheering on uh, your candidate, it really does make a difference, and, uh, which is a reason why you shouldn't have you should not have audiences in any of these things. I yeah, you know. shouldn't. I mean, in Bernie's case, it'll just help him not have people going, oh, my gosh, <laughs> when he says something crazy about yeah. Cuba. And then people laughing when Bernie or when Biden tries to speak. Yeah, uh, you really would. But this I think this does actually hurt Biden. If he has to do it. Uh, first of all, if I'm Joe Biden, I'm saying, you know what? Oh, gosh, people might be sick. We better cancel the debate. I don't I'm not going to show up in public until November, uh, because that, any the less you see of Joe Biden, the better it is for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is much better, you know, as an idea. As an actual person. That's so strange. It's almost like the less you see of both of them, the better it is for both (laughs) of them. That's such a strange, ironic thing. Mm. Bernie Sanders, I want want more people to see the types of people that he is inviting to some of these rallies. I was just looking at the, uh, the, the guest list for his Michigan rally, the big Michigan rally. <clears throat> and the imam that oh, came yes. up to, to speak, did you see this? Yes. The imam that, uh, that stood up to speak, uh, he is a guy that's, a, that's the best friends with the spiritual leader of Hezbollah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that Israel, is, Israel created ISIS. And he had one ridiculously hilarious quote. I can't remember. Was, he said, Bernie Sanders is an honorable guy, even, even though, though he's, he's a, a Jew. Jew. <laughs> Which is nice. It's a nice what? bipartisanship there. <laughs> I mean, at some point, when do you hold Bernie Sanders accountable for the people that are surrounding him? It's incredible. This is insane. I cannot believe he's gotten away with this. I mean, Gosh. he hasn't let any of these people go. Linda Sarsour is still doing events with the guy. I mean, like, the, this, these are blatant anti-Semites, uh, racist, socialists, people who are out, out in, the, in the world saying gulags should come back, people should be murdered, and he, ha- he pays no price for it. Now, maybe he did pay a price. Maybe his support for things like Cuba has cost him this election. It's, it, I think, it I think you make yeah. a real argument it has, but not because the media did anything about it. No, it, it, was, it was just the people deciding, I don't, I don't want this. Can I tell you the truth? Yeah. Bernie Sanders is not doing this because of his supporters. Bernie Sanders is a, how old, 77-year-old man uh, who has heart condition, heart, lung conditions. You are prime target for death. I say this with absolutely no glee. In fact, let me include Donald Trump in it. Donald Trump is the healthiest out of the three right now by far. He is a spry youngster, (laughs) and he actually is. There's something genetic about him. He just goes. Um, But uh, all three of these men could be dead. All three of these men are people that are prime 
targets. Yeah, I mean, and they're out in the double digits for people in their age group. Right, and they are that that is the target. Eighty years old is the median age of of death. Um, you have a good chance of dying, especially if you have any other kind of complications. Um, you, you, these guys are on the road talking to people, shaking hands in crowded rooms um, all day long. Go, 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 go. They're prime, prime uh, for getting the coronavirus. If I were the Secret Service and if I were the president, I'd fight this tooth and nail. But if I were the Secret Service and if I were the doctor of the President of the United States, I'd say, sir, do virtual things. Do not go into crowds. Don't. Not because of your supporters. You're the President of the United States. You could die from this. Um, and I think that's why Bernie Sanders is canceling. He's, he's covering it with the supporters. But his 27 supporters aren't going to have a problem with getting the coronavirus. He gets it. He could be dead. Yeah. Uh, up next, what do you do when you're, you know, in an election and you really want to win a particular state? Obviously, you travel to that state and you yell at the voters and tell them they're pieces of S, as we will hear Joe Biden <laughs> do very shortly. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. Uh, so Home Title Lock protects you from home title uh, fraud, which... I don't know if you guys realize this, but it's one of the fastest growing crimes in the country. Jason here, uh, who is very devious and, you know, just logs on the dark web for fun, actually <laughs> sees a lot of home titles murder, on the dark web. Murder is not fun. I, right, Jason? You're not logging on for fun. firm on that. It's yeah, that's not. murderous. It's work. work. It is work. Uh, we won't talk about the glee that he gets from it. Yeah. But you see these home titles for sale on the dark web for what, like forty dollars? Yeah, it was it was surprisingly small. You, right when you log onto those websites, you can get a full on identity, full on identity, new credit cards, a new identity, all this stuff to include home title. I was I was looking at it. I was like, I didn't even back then. I didn't even know about this service. Yeah. I don't think we were talking about it yet. And I was like, what the heck can you do with this? And it wasn't until after the fact. But that's how easy it is to get one of these things. Yeah. So if anyone does that to you, they just like log on and uh, find your home's title and forge your signature, and then all that equity that you have in your home that probably you're saving, it's like your retirement nest egg. Yeah, it's gone. And then they can sell your house right from under you. Do whatever they want to do. And you just there's no recourse unless you have. Home Title Lock. Uh, home Title Lock, like I said, they protect you. They put a, a virtual barrier around your home's title and mortgage, and they let you know when someone is trying to tamper with it. They shut it down. Now, you might already be a victim of home title fraud. You're not going to know it unless you go to HomeTitleLock.com. You can register your home, check and see if you are already a victim. Uh, you will get one month of free protection if you enter promo code Y. That is HomeTitleLock.com. Enter promo code Y for one month free. HomeTitleLock.com. Democrat presidential candidate Joe Biden was videotaped just yelling at an auto worker in Michigan uh, who questioned him on his position on guns. Here is a little bit of that exchange. I support the Second Amendment. Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. From the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, 12 gauge, my son's hunt. Guess what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not taking your gun away at all. 
You need 100 rounds? You were in the battle. Yeah. <laughs> I did not say that. That's did. not true. Yes, I did, did not say that. Video. It's a viral video like the other ones are putting out that are simply alive. Well, he just clarified it. Wait, 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 wait. Take the AR, the AR-14s and whatever. So, good news if you have an AR-15. He's not looking to take those away. It's just the AR-14s. I don't. I have an AR-15. I barely understand it because I didn't start with the AR-14. Let alone the 12, the 8, or the 3. Right to the 15? Right to the 15. Uh, that's crazy. Wow. Well, I can understand why he'd want to ban people. I mean, like that's... me? Yeah. Yeah. You go straight to the 15. I mean, what a... Oh. a well, a couple different things there that I noticed. Want to get your thoughts on. Number one... Did you hear him shush his female staffer? Mm -hmm. And is that appropriate to do in the Democrat Party in 2020? I feel like if Trump did that. Why not? Well, they well, can. Why not? They, they, uh, they've, shuffed, they've shushed all of the female candidates. <laughs> Shh, cute little, pretty little head. Shut up. We need to hear the men talk. I mean, that's what they've done, it's isn't true. it? It's true. But for all they preach about you know, know. feminism and all that. Uh, number two... Probably not a good look to be telling people you want to vote for you that they're full of... I don't think... I think you're wrong on that. I think that's a Donald Trump kind of thing. Not that Donald Trump has ever done that, but I think they think that this mm. is just me being open. It's just me being me. You know? Hey, everybody swears now. You're full of... Absolutely. I think this is the new norm coming in. I saw I saw a few people kind of take that angle a little bit. I think including Ben Shapiro and a few other people. <clears throat> and they were saying, look, this is just kind of where we are. You know, like you, you mm -hmm. can't if you're on this side, you can't complain about it because, you mm -hmm. know, but there's a big difference in my opinion and how I kind of disagree with that. Donald Trump never did that to potential supporters. Yeah. He was not rude to potential supporters. They were his deplorables. You know what I mean? So he and even if they would have confronted with, I don't think that he would have done that unless it was like a plant. Unless it was like yeah, a I got to say, though, that guy is not a potential supporter. He's coming up saying, you're taking our guns away. I watched a viral video. Like, they, he is not a borderline guy. I, think, I mean, he was very adversarial, I think, in that entire exchange. And I think Biden sensed that. Doesn't mean it's a good look or a smart thing to do, right? You're supposed to be able to handle those situations. Well, not every Democrat is anti-Second Amendment crazy, I would hope. You know what I mean? I mean, I would hope that would well, be the case. Especially in sure. Michigan. I mean, you know, you get out of the city. <laughs> there is no city left in Detroit, but... You get out, and that's a that's a big hunting state. It's I mean, I, I think, but judging by the way he was talking to Biden, the types of things he was saying, I don't think he was like on the fence. I'm like, I might vote for, vote for Joe. That being said, you know, it could be wrong, right? Maybe he when could did be a Ronald supporter. Reagan. Not when did when is there? You know, my 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 father in his own business, you know. Which is the customer you don't want? Mm -hmm. I know, but everyone wants mm -hmm. to be a YouTube star these days, right? So everyone's going up, and they're, like, they're, they're, he's going after Biden. I have no problem with this, by the way. I'm glad he's doing it. Someone needs to press him because the media doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. But I think Joe probably correctly identified him as someone who was trying to get him in an argument, um, and he decided to not back down, right? He's, he is, I think you're right, he's identifying that Trump characteristic of, like, I'm not going to back down to these people. He's just telling people, no, I'm not going to deal with, you know, you're not my, my handler. I'm going to talk to this guy. I think that's what Joe thinks he is. The problem is that might have been what Joe was in 2006. He's not that guy in 2020. And he's, he, the more he goes down these roads, the more he's going to make mistakes. I don't know that he made a huge one there, but he will make them. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. True, but the other problem, I think, is 
that Joe Biden was emphatically saying, I never said that, uh, when there is, in fact, video that Jason pointed out to me earlier this morning. There is, in fact, video of Joe Biden saying that. Watch. Buy an assault weapon that has multiple rounds or buy an assault weapon that has 100 rounds. Even though it may not, you can't point to the fact that it, in fact, had stopped it before. Do you want more of them on the street? Do we want to do that? So to, to, to gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> an assault weapon is a modern sporting rifle. It was a modern sporting rifle 10 years before the Pentagon came out and said, we like this design. We'd like that to use that as a gun for the military. It's a modern sporting rifle. Just because we don't make them look all old timey with the wood on it and stuff doesn't make it an assault Weapon. I mean, technically, any weapon is an assault weapon. Yes. That's kind of the whole <laughs> You're point. using it against, you know, he says, you can't yell fire in here. It's not freedom of speech. A, I think I did a whole tour where the one of the first lines I did was, fire! <laughs> okay? You can you yell fire. You cannot <laughs> cause a stampede. Mm-hmm. All right? If there is a fire, you can, you can do it. If I have a gun and it has 100 rounds... And there's a lot of bad guys coming. Damn right I can use that gun to defend myself legally. Mm. It's my right to defend myself. Just like I can't go into a place where there is no fire and cause a stampede by telling everybody there, fire, fire, you got to get out of here, fire, and causing panic. That's not about free speech. That's about hurting people. The same thing with a gun. Jason, last word. This is why he is so bad at this. And if he really wants to try that, then by all means, continue to try because, as you pointed out, Stu, it's just I can't. I, I lost count of all the mistakes that he made there. Yeah. For one, he showed that he has no knowledge of the of the of this at all. What the heck is an M14? Actually, I think an AR-14. AR-14. There, there's. I think there was actually plans for that back in the day. I don't even think it actually reached production. So he has no clue. Like he knew um, that. Yeah, he exactly. Know that. But, but he shows that he sh- exactly what we accused him of. He showed it right there. Then he said he's pro Second Amendment, which is actually against his platform. Then he said he never said that to begin with that he wouldn't take your guns. And then we have it. The viral video is him an actual. It wasn't a meme on the internet. It's an actual <laughs> interview. Said literally. Bingo. That's right. Yeah. Maybe he Can't thought it's since clear. it was on CNN, no one had seen it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's a very good point. Back in a minute. That's not a viral video. <laughs> <laughs> we also later in the clip that that wasn't the whole clip. Stu, you just said over the break, you said the stock market is actually up. Yeah, I had a bounce back day. I mean, it was down 2,000 yesterday and back up 1,100. It's funny, if you look back at the biggest point uh, increases and decreases in history, they're all right around each other. Like the last, the, the second and first place decrease were both in the past month. Mm-hmm. And the second and first increase were both in the past month. The same thing shows in 2008. Same thing. Lots of big ups and downs. So are you, it's saying, very are you saying that this is a cycle? Uh, Maybe a cycle, but when these things happen, things get uh, unstable. If if you say cycle or psycho, (laughs) this is psycho. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we we touched on the stock market and the economy a lot yesterday, Glenn. Um, I know you were here. 
How much of this instability in the stock market do you think is due to, I know yesterday we talked about the coronavirus, but we didn't talk a lot about what's going on with Saudi Arabia and the oil. So this is, re- this, I think this is different. I, I heard the New York Times, the Daily, they were like, oh, there's, there's, there's things going on. The panic of the coronavirus. Yep, I agree with that. Uh, the oil thing that's going on with Saudi Arabia and Russia. Kind of. Kind of at this point. Uh, and the incompetence of Donald Trump. I mean, the market just doesn't trust that Donald Trump's got a handle on this. <laughs> what, is, what? what are you talking up the whole about? Time he's yeah. been right, the last three years. What are you talking years? about? Right. <laughs> okay, so the Saudi Arabia thing um, is causing some worry, but it's that's your smart investor. Your smart investor, what, what, what happened with Saudi Arabia over the weekend was really, truly remarkable. Tried to get everybody in OPEC to march in line because you can't make money when you're, when you're just opening up the spigot and the price of oil. Russia walks away and says, absolutely not. A couple of other people walk away. So Saudi Arabia, because they're fighting against Russia and Iran and Turkey, they're fighting now. And they're fighting for their lives, and they're out crazying each other. Here's Ben Solomon, or whatever his name is. He goes home, and he takes, I think, 150 of the, the House of Saud royals and just throws them in jail and takes how many billions of dollars? Was it? It was a lot. I don't know. $127 billion. $127 billion. <laughs> just like, yeah, you're out of the family. I have your money. See ya. Okay? Then he says, open up the floodgates produce as much oil as we possibly can. Why is he doing that? He's doing that short term. That's very helpful for us, not for our oil industry, but for us as individuals. Maybe we'll see 98 cents a gallon gasoline again. We might. It's right. Here, it's starting at two bucks. Yeah, I mean, with this drop, we might see You might like see it. So, so they're flooding the market because they want to stop Russia. Russia is flooding the market because they're trying to stop West Texas. Okay, mm-hmm. They want our fracking to stop, our oil to stop. Saudi Arabia, sovereign nation, sovereign fund. They own it. They can spend whatever they want, and they'll never go out of, of uh, business, they think. Russia, they'll just print more rubles, and they'll do the same thing. West Texas can't. Yeah. So it's where it's really going to hurt us. It's going to help because you don't, it's going to help on the economy. Short term, it's going to hurt the biggest engine of the U.S. economy, and that's Texas. I'm, it worries me, uh, especially for the workers. Uh, so they've tried to do this to us before when, mm-hmm. when we first started opening up the floodgates on fracking. When was that, Glenn? Like 2014-ish? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And that it backfired royally, and it was all because the ingenuity of the American worker. Uh, it was actually amazing. They built these huge mechanized slabs called iron roughnecks, and they can move on t- huge tracks and just go with great speed. And the problem is that used to take to, t- to do to do the entire process when they first started a lot of workers. Now, when they were forced to scale back and to you know get you know, some ingenuity on this, they had to automate a lot of things. And that meant they had to fire a lot of workers. Mm -hmm. So a lot of workers went away, but because they didn't have to pay those workers, they were, we were able to survive. Now is the further along this goes, you're going to see the same thing. Those guys are very, very smart. They're going to continue to, you know, make innovations. They're going to continue to do their job. They're going to have to, but that means that we're going to lose a lot of oil workers. That's what this whole thing with coronavirus is possibly going to do to us. Um, Amazon just put up for sale their, their clerkless store system. 
So where you just walk into an Amazon store, you just pull whatever you want, walk out, nothing. It just automatically scans everything. You're not going to self-checkout. You just walk out with it. They just put that up for sale, and they're doing it because of the coronavirus. You want to keep things open, you can use this checkout system. We're going to see, if it lasts a long time, coronavirus is going to change the way we relate to each other and the way we work. Back in a minute. I mean, we think that too, like we're sending so many people working to work at home and all these things. Yesterday's poll, which 2020 Democrat would be easier for President Trump to beat? We're split down this the middle. Incredible. We, we finally, finally did, it. did it on a show that you're actually here for. I'm Are amazed by this. We, the, the whole show was designed to find one poll that was about 50-50. It was taking us all this time. Now we can go home. <laughs> wait. Well, this is no, a really wait. good, this, I don't know, I'm split. I know, I've gone back and forth. Bernie this Sanders times. is so crazy, yeah. he seems like he'd be easy. Joe Biden is so not knowing where he's even at <laughs> that I think it's easy. I mean, either one of these guys gets in and it's a nightmare for America. It is. If, it's, so they're split. If they can manage Biden, he's harder to beat. They, if they can keep yeah. him out of the public eye as much as possible, he's That's much a harder. Huge to beat. If, it is. It is. You're it's six a, months away and a coronavirus, you know, tour away from the the presidential election. There's no way when he gets on stage. Imagine how bad. Look how bad he's been in the last six months. I think he's going down quickly. Yeah. Mm. Six months from now, doing you know with higher pressure. Yeah. Right? Debates I mean, with yeah. Donald Trump. Ooh. Constantly nipping at him. Yes. Oh, he, that, that will be. Well, we'll probably get to watch it, so we'll find out. Uh, Today's poll, who has said the craziest thing? Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, or Donald Trump? That's a tough one. That's a a really tough one. Yeah. Wow. Mm. So let us know what you think at uh, The Blazes' Twitter. I don't think I can pick. No. I don't think I can pick one. Biden could actually become simple. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.